Hey guys, this is Tippett Show with the Liberty Advisor, joined again with Chris Karabatz of Zaphoid on Twitter is where you can find him, not of Zaphoid, he is Zaphoid <laughs> on Twitter. So uh, I only took two seconds to mess that up, but we're going to roll this. So what we're going to talk about today is the upcoming uh, upcoming market, what we, what we got to look forward to. And uh, what we got to look forward to is Donald Trump, uh, actually it's not Donald Trump, but after record rally, Oil faces collapse as new feud erupts between Saudis and Russia. Monday OPEC meeting is canceled. And so I think, uh, you know, one of the you know, crazy points of this is that, you know, Trump wants to make sure that he makes oil prices higher. And can yeah. you kind of explain the craziness of this, Chris? Oh, th this is basically Trump is working really hard to make everything more expensive for us because as oil goes up, everything goes up because, well, we need oil to get food. We need oil to get anything so this low oil price is really the the highlight in this whole disaster that's going on right now because at least it's keeping some of the prices from going up because it's cheaper to get stuff around if that actually went up uh, if we were at you know, back at 60 dollar a barrel oil everything would just be falling apart right now with uh, how expensive it would all be or at least now it's cheap to get stuff around so we can have theoretically cheaper food and such than we otherwise would yeah, I mean, and then, and then here we are, we need to bail out the oil companies who've made all this money. And guess what? It's not like oil is going away. I mean, it's, it's, if, if anything, I mean, it's just, just more government intervention into all this stuff. I mean, the, the Federal Reserve should have never lent all that cheap money. The banks should have never lent all that cheap money. It's not our fault that, you know, about was it 10% of the triple C bond market. So for those who don't know, that is the lowest possible uh, basically criteria before you're bankrupt. 10% of that money of that market is uh, are the oil companies. And then even if you take a look at, you know, the triple B bonds, which are the one notch away from being uh, being junk bonds, uh, which is still far from triple C, but it's a very quick, very quick slide. So I mean, you, a lot of times you see, that, you know, somebody go from triple A to A to boom, junk, and then now it's gone. And so that's what we see a lot of times, you know, continually happen. Well, yeah. And remember that Moody's last year cut Ford to junk. I mean, there's a lot of big companies that are junk bond status now, and that's not a great place for our economy to be in. And we're all there simply because it's so much easier to borrow money now than actually save and invest. And that's the Fed's doing. The Fed has put us in the situation. This is horrible moral hazard for all the corporations who get bailed out. And now we're in the situation we're in, and it's not a good situation. Yeah, I feel like, uh, Wolf, we're in the situation room. So here we are, and then we have... Uh, <laughs> So we have, uh, I did see an article earlier today, just, uh, you know, riffing off this one is where it showed that Ford was urging an, like a re, uh, basically a redo of cash for clunkers program, where that was a program where uh, basically you could turn in perfectly good working cars, they would give you between like two and I think $4,500. And then for that, uh, you know, essentially, it was just basically a huge just giveaway to the to the auto man manufacturers. But you know, looking ahead to the markets this week, we've got an article, uh, you know, over here from the New York Post. Uh, that shows most Americans will stay home this month, even if lockdown lifted, according to a poll. While 87% of the American public is staying home, regardless of whether or not it's mandated by state or local municipalities, most plan on continuing to do so for all of April, according to the poll taken by the Huffington Post. Meanwhile, just 7% of Americans say they're not sheltering in place, while another 6% remain unsure. These citizens are most likely in North Dakota, South Dakota, Arkansas, Iowa or Nebraska, which have no stay-at-home orders in place. Meanwhile, the survey shows 79% versus 9% of Americans say that the states have issued stay-at-home orders, made the right decision in doing so. So, I mean, what do you what do you think, Chris? Do you think it's the right decision? I know I know Luke would definitely, you know, 
be down our throats and say it's definitely the right decision to stay at home. Uh, but you know what? Do you, and it's not a necessarily white or black answer. Uh, but you know what? What do you think on this? It, it really isn't. I mean, I've I've kind of been taking coronavirus seriously since January when you know China shut down their economy because China doesn't shut down their economy to save a few thousand lives. I mean, that's not the Chinese way. They will intentionally kill thousands of people a day just to keep making cheap shoes for us. Uh, but Especially with people slave labor, it's like slave labor to make cheap shoes. So you get LeBron James talking, you know, one of the all these social justice warrior tweets. Yet they won't address it. the main elephant in the room is that all their crap is made by basically slaves over in China. So yeah, and that, that's a whole other topic that we could yeah. talk about for hours. So I guess that's probably shouldn't dive down that rabbit hole. But uh, I think people should be trying to take precautions right now. I mean, I felt like an idiot yesterday because I wore a bandana because I don't have any M95 masks, but I wore a bandana to Walmart. And I, I hope they're going to come back in fashion because I want people to wear face coverings to stymie all the facial recognition stuff that's going around. Well, I felt like an idiot because I uh, left uh, a bunch of N95 masks that I bought like five years ago in my shed and then they like sort of dry rot it out. So the mask works, but then I've got to get like a new like strap or something. Uh, like yeah. yeah uh, but I, I think I, I feel like talking about that doubles down on my tin hattiness, but whatever. Um, I think people are right to stay at home. I don't think that they should be shutting down businesses the way they are. This is ridiculous. I mean, we have like 30,000 restaurants nationwide have already basically done. Uh, 110,000 are at risk or whatever they're calling it. I mean, all these small businesses are just going to fail. You can't shut down bits and pieces of the economy without basically shutting down the whole economy because this everything is intertwined. If you need to know how a complex economy works, just read the essay, I pencil, and go through that. Learn about how it's an intertwined mess. And one little bit affects everything else, and nobody can manage the whole thing intelligently. That's the knowledge problem. That's why socialism and communism don't work. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But yeah. Now, now we've got the CDC guidance on face masks coming within days, and so yes. Trump is saying he doesn't think that they'll be mandatory, but says if people want to wear them, they can. Uh, Trump says of the plan to help pre prevent the wider spread of the novel coronavirus. But you know, they also then keep saying these timelines and then they want to be really quick about the timelines like oh it's going to be by Easter oh it's going to be by you know April 4th oh it's going to be well, I guess the other way around oh it's going to be by this date and I think by continually uh, short changing what your what the goalpost is that mm -hmm. you're then probably greatly lengthening how long it's going to take so not that I'm like advocating for some authoritarian clampdown but you know if you're going to I guess do it I don't know might as well do it right uh, you know uh, half-ass authoritarianism that they have now that's going to come back again. now obviously I'm not advocating yes. for any of this I don't think that they you're a communist now Tim it's official Fascist, right? <laughs> fascist. Sorry, you're a fascist now, Tim. But yeah, that, that's. I'm a this is a libertarian fascist, so it's okay. I, I, I want to go back to that mask recommendation because I feel like that talks about that, that shows how incompetent the CDC and the FDA have been in handling this whole situation. If we were truly in a free market, we would have had free market tests out in January and February that people could have taken, so you'd have known what was happening then, and people then could have taken informed, knowledgeable decisions to isolate themselves or to wear masks or not. Instead, we had the the uh, FDA. And the CDC making faulty tests, only a couple hundred of them, limiting it to just their tests. You couldn't import them. You couldn't make your own. And telling people that, oh, no, don't wear masks. They'll just you know, cause you to infect yourself by touching your face too much. Yeah, they don't work. Yeah, the mask the mask don't, goes from masks yeah. don't work to uh, you know, don't yeah. get, everyone run out and get masks because we need to make sure doctors yeah. and nurses have them to, oh, everybody should be wearing a mask. Well, now oh, they have a Texas are, town of Luddock or something. Now they're finding people if they don't wear masks in public. And, this, and, just, and just like a few months ago, they were finding you if you did wear a mask in public because of all the Antifa crap going on in like places, I think like Portland or I don't know. Maybe exactly. Yeah, we're all going to be Antifa apparently, damn it.
This is now we're going to take all this out of context. Well, Antifa, uh, you know, if Antifa wants to go rail against something, this is, and I've been actually was pointing this out four years ago in, in regards to uh, Japan. For Japan, what they're doing right now is about 87% of their ETF market, their exchange, basically their stock market, they're going in there and just buying up their stock market. So that is the merger of the state and corporations, which is fascism. So where's Antifa talking about fascism when you're actually seeing fascism? And uh, speaking of fascists and fascism, we've got uh, Fauci over here says, lockdown will continue until there are no new cases of COVID-19, which then pertains right into our next article that says, the sledgehammer approach to containment will result in phenomenal economic costs. It goes on to say, the sledgehammer approach being used in most European countries and the United States is turning into a very costly mistake. And what I mean by sledgehammer is they haven't planned anything. They just have a blanket program. We're all locked in our condos or houses and can't move as the economy is shut down. And then we see that you know coronavirus job losses could total 47 million. Unemployment rate might hit 32%. And uh, that just makes me wonder. I mean, does the unemployment number still not matter? Like uh, just Mnuchin, it was last week, told us the unemployment rate was just was irrelevant, I think was actually his term, Chris. Yeah, I, I, of course it's irrelevant because they're just going to give us all the money and all the unemployment to keep things going for as long as they can. But no, it's not meaningless. What, what they're doing now is this, you know, we've been in a bubble. I mean, you've been saying we've been in a bubble. I've been saying we've been in a bubble. Everybody knows we've been in a bubble for years. Uh, the corona crisis popped it, but it doesn't matter what popped it. The bubble's popped. And now they're just going to keep things as suppressed as possible. So all the bad stuff that happens, they are going to just blame on coronavirus, not on the fact that they've horribly mismanaged our economy for decades. No, exactly. Because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, essentially, initially, I think the game plan was, you know, we're going to blame this on the Russians, we're going to blame this on the Chinese, we're going to have some sort of war. I think the initial game plan was to have a war with the, with the Russians. And then that, I mean, that's, you can see all that. I mean, now, obviously, it looks very, very, uh, you know, it looks very obvious that that was the case if you're studying this stuff from a geopolitical standpoint. But I remember telling an intern, it was actually right before the first, uh, I don't know if it was like Malaysian Airlines that got shot down. There's, I mean, there's so many news articles, I can't remember everything, but I think it was 2014. I remember telling my intern at the time that I thought the game plan was to get into a war with Russia and then we could then blame everything on the damn Russians and that things are going great. And so that way you don't have to look at the underlying economy and, and uh, acknowledge that it was all built on a foundation of crap a swamp. I mean, literally, DC is built on a swamp, and so now you. So it doesn't matter that okay that this happened to be the pin, and I think they deliberately released this to make it a pin. But that doesn't mean to say it's not a real thing, and that you shouldn't take some precaution from it. But I mean, just take a look at this chart over here that shows where we're at. This was from a source. JP Morgan was on zero hedge today. Uh, US of A is down right over here. So you know, it shows that we still have got some pain to come. But now contrasting this approach with Sweden. Uh, Sweden has taken a slightly different approach to coronavirus than the rest of the world, allowing life to go on as normal with a few key exceptions. And so it's going on to say that you know now that they've just started limiting gatherings to 50 people as of Sunday. And I think you had a, an article too over here on Forbes, if you want to break this down, where it says, as Europe locks down, Sweden takes a liberal approach to coronavirus, which, you know, I hate even when people use the word liberal because, I mean, liberal, I mean, the word liberal means nothing from what it used to mean. Uh, and so in the classical sense of liberal, I think that's what they mean, but not today's more authoritarianism version of liberal, which the Republicans are also authoritarianism. So we've got two wings of the same bird, essentially. Uh, I mean, Chris and I are both libertarians. We both more anarchists, voluntarists that think the whole thing is 
a big joke to begin with in case, you know, we're going to get that in the comments of, oh, these guys don't realize the whole thing's rigged. So I'm just preempting that because I know it's going to be there in the comments. But uh, what does this uh, article go on to say, Chris, with uh, Sweden taking a more liberal approach to what's going on? Well, they're allowing their citizens to do such reckless things like get a haircut allowing? or go to school or eat at a restaurant. I mean, these are, you know, completely and utterly reckless things in this day and age of the coronavirus epidemic that's sweeping across the country, where instead of like, you know, and now they can let people, you know, make their own decision about how much risk they want to take individually in regards to this, which is the right answer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, so liberal that we're able to now, you know, go out and maybe congregate or do something, which I guess we're not able to do that. But, you know, kind of shifting gears a little bit here, you know, taking a look at the week forward over here. So Goldman warns of significant adverse impact on stocks as 2020 buybacks are cut in half. And this was a key central tenet of the speech I gave at Anarcha Poco that I highly recommend you guys go on my channel. So if you guys, and I really do appreciate everyone that has been subbing. I went, you know, like two years, I think having like, you know, basically 20 people following me. And in the past month, I've had 991 new subscribers. So if we can get that extra nine and get that even thousand number, that'd be awesome. So really appreciate, you know, all the love on that. Uh, but yeah, as it relates to these buybacks, I was showing the chart and saying, listen, this entire market, if you take a look at where who's actually been the net buyer of stocks the past 10 years, I look at, look at retail, flat, institutions, flat, uh, you know, basically, uh, yeah, every, basically every, everybody was flat, all the smart money, flat, hedge fund, flat, everybody flat, and then you look, take a look at corporations themselves, almost, you know, basically, let's say hockey, more of a 45 degree angle going up, 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 because they were the corporations were borrowing money, using that borrowed money to then buy back their own stock. Or using the Donald Trump tax cut that was mainly just to allow big companies to repay their own money. Uh, the first tax plan was way better than the one that ended up uh, coming out. It's like one of my first podcasts where I go over what the initial uh, tax cut was at the time. That's, of course, you know, he had to then play to the big S&P 500 companies, not to the Americans. When it's the big S&P 500 companies are the ones that hated Donald Trump, and they're the ones who've been the biggest recipient. But, oh, now they didn't make a rainy day fund, or, oh, they couldn't handle, you know, not having, uh, you know, business as usual for two weeks. And now we've got to give, you know, all these guys who spent 96% of free cash flow, talking about the airlines, we've got to give them all this free money because it's not enough. But now as part of the stipulation, I'm not sure if they cut it out or not because there's been so many bills going back and forth. And maybe Chris knows that I did see some scuttlebutt and initially they weren't allowed to buy back their own stock and now they might be able to. So I'm not sure at that. But anyways, the companies don't have the cash to do anything, let alone buy back their own stock. And so I expect that buybacks cut in half to actually shrink to eventually cutting down to like 25% to eventually cutting down even further, unless they're just using this free money to then buy back their own stock if they allow them to or not. And, you know, guess what? You shouldn't be buying, but you should be selling the stock that you bought back at all time highs like idiots. You should be selling that back and then getting that, getting that stock back out there to the ethos and using that money to recapitalize yourself, not using my tax money. And that does not make me some sort of libtard because I don't want the government stepping in and basically creating this fascistic type system uh, that's, that's absolutely going crazy. And then this, that their actions are then leading to you know civil unrest. We see looting waves going on in New York City amid this coronavirus crisis. Right? I think I saw somewhere in the article that you know they said, here we go, a record 75% jump in burglaries. I mean, who would have thought that you know <laughs> uh, letting all these people out would you know do that? Well, and didn't, didn't they say that they were no longer going to arrest people for burglaries and stuff in all these big cities? So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, no wonder we had a record number of gun purchases in March. 
Yeah, and then you've even got, you know, uh, just kind of skipping gears a little bit away from the market, but you've got even Joe Rogan saying he'd, he'd rather, uh, you know, vote for Donald Trump than vote for uh, Joe Biden. And so, you know, and I've been saying this all along that I really did think that uh, Trump was going to lose the second he picked Jerome Paul as the Fed chair. And everyone said mm-hmm. that I was crazy because my biggest, everyone would say, well, Tim, what's your big problem with Donald Trump? And I would say, this is going on like almost four years now. I would say, it's the economy. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. You're mad at Donald Trump because of the economy? And I would say, yes, I'm, I'm, I am super pissed at his managing the economy because he managed to make this bubble that we're already in even bigger. And then when he pops it, more people can get wrecked. And then all the conservatives, and I'll put that in air quotes, we're going to be the ones who get the blame. And I'm not aligning myself with Donald Trump and the Republicans. I hopped off this train a long time ago, was telling people they need to be wary of everything that's going on. And so I hate being right on this stuff. I really do. Uh, and But you know, at least we're not quite like Nazi Germany, according to some places where we do have, and I'll give credit where credit's due, in Maine, they have uh, sheriffs that are saying this is not Nazi Germany or Soviet Russia, where you were asked for your papers. Oh, wait, that's Delaware. So you've got a freedomphoenix.com. A good friend, Aaron Turncock, is reporting on this, where Delaware State Police are authorized to pull over out-of-state drivers <laughs> during pandemic simply for creating the crime of being out-of-state. And I think you had sent me an article, I don't have it up now, where it was about like liquor stores, people... Crossing states, can you go into yeah Del- Delaware, where it was either finding people or pulling people over from Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania, all the liquor stores were closed, so people in Pennsylvania have to drive across state lines to get you know booze. Like this is back in the 1920s, not the 2020s. It's the prohibition era in Pennsylvania right now, so they have to go to Delaware, and there was a huge backup on I-95 into Florida because they were stopping people to look for people from New York. And then New, uh, Rhode Island was going door to door with the sh- police department and the National Guard to identify people who came from New York. So they were forcing them to self-isolate for 14 days. And I could go on and on about the ridiculousness of the different states right now and how they're enforcing papers, please, across the country. Yeah, I mean, the last uh, little antidote story I want to uh, bring up with that is back when they had, and it's weird because when I was born, uh, my dad was really, I think my dad was uh, he just turned 20. So he was in this weird period where he, uh, at 18 could drink then he then they changed the law to 19 so he could drink then couldn't drink then he could drink then he had me then couldn't drink and then he could drink again and so then people <laughs> what they would do is they would then go across state lines and so let's say you're in new york and you go to pennsylvania and so then if you're if you were we're not advocating you know uh, drinking and driving obviously but what people would do is that they would then go to other states and drink and go to a bar and then drive home 10 times further, which then was increasing the likelihood of them getting into accidents, which then goes to show uh, government effing things up uh, more, just like usual. And so there's always, you know, opportunity costs. But anyways, we're now we're drifting out of stuff that has to do with the market. So, you know, I'm expecting the market to probably, when the futures eventually open up pretty soon here, uh, that we're going to see some negative news because of this whole uh, Saudi-Russia uh, deal. And I really think that, you know, with everybody, a lot of people thinking, oh, it's a quick V market recovery right back up, that that means that we're not going to be in that, not financial advice. If you want financial advice, check out the libertyadvisor.com. Quick shameless plug. But yeah, we're just here to give you guys information on what's going on. You guys can check Chris out at Zaphoid, Z-A-P-H-O-I-D on Twitter. He's also super active in our Discord that we run with John Snyson as well. So all my articles that I share on a daily basis go right into there. Uh, I've been super busy, obviously, making these videos, doing videos with uh, uh, Josh Segerson over at World of Turner Media. And also, uh, you guys can check out a recent video uh, or audio that I did with uh, Sam Tripoli, where I was on the Conspiracy Farm and Tinfoil Hat all at the same time, which that was awesome, being able to expose the Fed to, uh, to those audiences. But anyways, we appreciate 
Chris coming on. Always a wealth of knowledge. He'll be back, I'm sure, uh, especially maybe to talk about some crypto. That's one of the things that he is super knowledgeable in. But anyways, till next time, Tipichote and Chris Karabatz signing off. Change the news. Take care, Sayonara. guys.